0: Welcome to the Summerton Church of God Sermon Podcast, a podcast to help you find life, freedom, and purpose in Jesus Christ. This message that I'm going to share with you this morning, the Holy Spirit dealt with me about this about three-quarters of the way through last Sunday's sermon. As I begin to sense and as I begin to feel the wind of the Holy Ghost, blow across this congregation. Listen to me. I believe that God is ready to breathe on us. Is that okay? Is it okay if in this service here today, God himself were to breathe on us I guarantee you that if he breathes on you in this service this morning, you'll walk out of this place differently than you came in. I don't care if you even came in on a spiritual high. You'll leave even higher. (laughs) Amen. Because of the breath of the Holy Spirit. And how many of you know we've been in some trying times? We've been in some difficult times. We've been in some hard times. And we all need to be touched by the fresh wind Of the Holy Ghost. And so this morning I want to talk to you on this subject. A breath of fresh air. That's what some of us need today. Is there anybody here today who just feels like life has knocked the breath out of you? Well, we, We just need a breath of fresh air. And what I want to talk to you about today is I want to talk to you about the nature of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you today about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Because I think the more that we understand his nature, the more that we understand the person of the Holy Spirit and how he works in our lives, the more open we will be to experiencing him. And oh, how I want every person in this room here today to experience the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Over 800 times in the Bible, over 800 times between the Old and New Testament... He is referred to as the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you no doubt come from backgrounds and some of you no doubt come from churches where they didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. They talked a lot about God and how much God loves you and maybe even talked a lot about Jesus and and how Jesus came to redeem and how Jesus came to save. But maybe there's some of you today that your church or your background never really acquainted you much with the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And today, I just want you to understand a little bit about his nature. Understand about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. As I said over 800 times in the Bible, he is referred to as the Holy Spirit. Now, I believe that we can learn a lot about his nature, and we can learn a lot about his person and work just by his name. And so today I want to really focus on the last name of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you today about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Because here's what I believe. I believe that Spirit there, as it describes the Holy Spirit, I don't believe that it's the best translation to help us understand His nature, His person, and His work. I think for us to get a better understanding of what that word spirit really means, we have to go back to the original language of the Old Testament and the original language of the New Testament. As many of you know, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament, for the most part, except for a small section that was written in Aramaic, was written in Greek. But there is a Hebrew word in the Old Testament, and there is a Greek word in the New Testament that's going to better enable us to understand the nature of the Holy Spirit, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So, first of all, let's look in the Old Testament at the Hebrew name or the Hebrew word for spirit. It is the word Ruach. Ruach. Okay, everybody say that with me. Ruach. All right, we got to do it again. It's got to be like you're know, trying to clear your throat or something. Ruach. And, and Ruach, this is what Ruach means it means a wind it means breath a violent exhalation a blast of breath now you understand the dilemma of the translators of scripture that when they when they tried to translate this word there were not any real english words to describe the nature the person the work of the holy spirit and so they just used the word spirit But as you can see, the word ruach means more than just spirit. It means a wind. It means breath. It means a violent exhalation. It means a blast of breath. That word is used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Where it says that the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit The ruach, the breath, the wind of God was hovering over the waters. In other words, God was getting ready to breathe. God was getting ready to to, to breathe on the earth and out of his breath comes life. It's it's the same word that we find in Psalm chapter 33 verse 6. Where it says, by your word, O Lord, you created the heavens. The starry hosts by the breath of your mouth. Because you can't speak without putting forth breath. It's also the word that was used in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. When God had created man. And then it says that God breathed into man the breath of life. And he became a living soul. So you see the dilemma that the translators have here. You know, they didn't feel like they could call him in scripture. They didn't feel like they could call him the holy wind. Or they didn't feel like they could call him the holy breath. But that's really who the Holy Spirit is. He is wind. He is breath. And when he breathes, it brings life to whatever he breathes on. If you've ever read the story in the book of Ezekiel about a valley of dry bones, the Bible says that the moment that God breathed on those dry bones, that those dry bones that had been dead for years and years, nothing but bones that were left. But the moment that God breathed on those bones, those bones came to life. I'm telling you, I'm praying that God will breathe in in this house. How many of you know this morning that God can breathe on a dead church? I'm not saying our church is dead. But how many of you know that God can breathe on a dead church? And when he breathes on a dead church, that dead church is going to come to life. How many of you know that God when he breathes on a dead Christian that that dead Christian will come to life? Here's my prayer over Summerton Church of God today. Here's the prayer over my life. God breathes Breathe on me. How many of you know we need some life? We need some breath in us. But then also there is a word in the New Testament, not just in the Old Testament. But the word for spirit in the New Testament is the word pneuma. Pneuma. And listen to what it means. It means a current of air. It means a blast of breath. It means a strong breeze, much like the Old Testament Hebrew word of ruach. So you see the dilemma. So the the, the translators, like I said, couldn't necessarily say the holy wind or the holy breath. So they just described him as the Holy Spirit. This word pneuma is the word that we get our word pneumonia from. And you have pneumonia when you have breathing problems. It's the word that we get our word pneumatic from. How many of you have a pneumatic nail gun? Or a pneumatic stapler that really is powered by air? Well, that's where these words come from. They come from this word pneuma that means a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong breeze. It's the word that Jesus himself used in John six sixty three. When he said the words that I have Spoken to you they are Spirit they are pneuma They are breath and they Are life you understand That the words that are written on the pages Of scripture are not just Any words these are words That have life in them These these are words that have the Fulfillment of those words wrapped up On the inside of those words These are words that when you read Those words and understand those words And apply those words that these words are like breath and they're like life to you it's it's the word that, that Paul would have used over in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 when he's talking about scripture and he says all scripture is God breathed and because of that it is useful it is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for training in righteousness so that the man or woman of God may be fully equipped for every good work, the words of God, they are breath and they are life. Now listen to Acts chapter 2 with that in mind. In Acts chapter 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came. They were all together in one place kind of like we've come together here this morning in one place and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Oh that's what I'm praying for even this morning is that a mighty rushing wind from heaven would Flow into this room today and leave us never the same, but change us throughout all of eternity. He said, suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind. Notice, when he was trying to describe the invasion of the Holy Spirit, Luke said, it was like the blowing of a violent wind that came from where? That came from Heaven, A wind from heaven. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And then all of them were filled with the holy breath of God. And began to speak in other tongues as the holy breath of God. God enabled them. Here's what I believe. I believe God wants to breathe on this house just like he breathed on those 120 people in that upper room. Is there anybody else this morning ready for an invasion of the wind of the Holy Ghost? I'm ready for an invasion of the wind of the Holy Spirit to come across this. I'm facing some things right now that I can't fix by myself. I need the Help of the Holy Ghost this morning if I'm going to get through some of the things that I'm going through right now. Somebody give God a good praise in this room right now. I come to have church whether anybody else did or not. Amen. So it got me to thinking about the nature of the Holy Spirit It got me to thinking about the person work of the Holy Spirit This holy wind the holy breath of God And so what I want to do this morning Is I want us to look at some of the natural characteristics of wind And how it parallels to the spiritual How it parallels with the Holy Spirit And here's the first thing that I want you to notice about wind That you probably already know And that is wind Is unseen Now I'm also going to tell you why There's a lot of people Who struggle With the nature or with the person and the work of the Holy Spirit Especially when it comes to experiencing him Because let's face it There's some people that if you can't see it If you cannot comprehend it with your mind, then it's just not real to them. Well, let me ask you something. Have you ever seen the wind? No, you've never seen the wind. You you may have seen a manifestation of the wind and you may have seen the effects of the wind and you may have heard the wind. And you may have even felt the wind. But you've never seen the wind. The wind is unseen. That's why a lot of people struggle with experiencing the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. His breath is invisible. The wind is invisible. But not the effects of the wind. In John chapter 14... Jesus is trying to get his disciples prepared for his departure. Up until this time, he had been their source of comfort. Up until this time, he had been their source of courage and power. But now he is about to depart and he's preparing them for his absence. He's letting them know that in just a few days, he's going to be crucified that he's going to be placed in a tomb, but that he would rise again and that he would ascend back to the right hand of the father where he would sit down and begin to make intercession for the saints. But he said this to his disciples before he left. He said, I'm going to ask the father and he will give you another advocate. Another word for advocate there is comforter or helper. And he said, I'm not going to leave you, though, without a helper. I'm not going to leave you without a comforter. I'm not going to leave you without somebody who will not give you the courage that you need to face what it is that you're going to be facing. But he said, I'm going to give you another comforter, a helper, to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And notice what he says. He said, the world cannot accept him why because it neither sees him nor knows him that's why the world struggles with this that's why some Christians struggle with this is because it's all about knowledge up here for a lot of people and if they can't see it if they can't touch it then they don't believe that it's real but wind is unseen he said they, they can't accept it because it neither sees him or nor knows him. But then notice what he said. He said, but you know him and he lives with you and will be in you. Now notice what Jesus didn't say. Jesus didn't say the world doesn't see him, but you do see him. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that you see him because even though we know him and he's in us, we don't see him. But what we do see because he's with us us. And what we do see because he's in us is we see the effects of the wind in our lives. We see the effects of the Holy Spirit. Is there anybody sitting in this room here today whose life has been affected by the power of the Holy Ghost? Maybe he has saved you. Maybe he's sanctifying you. Maybe he has delivered you from some kind of bondage in your life. I don't know what it is, but you've seen, you've witnessed the effects of the Holy Spirit in your life. No, you can't see Him, but you can hear Him. Oh, you can hear that wind when that wind begins to blow. And let me tell you something else. You can feel Him. I know some people say, well, Pastor, you can't base your Christianity on what you feel. I understand that. I've heard people say you can't run on experience or you can't run on feelings alone well maybe not but I sure like to be able to feel what I'm running on don't you amen and 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 we wouldn't think anybody was crazy if they walked out of this building today after being in here and, and 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 being a little bit warm perhaps and 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 you walk outside and when you walk outside you you feel a nice cool gentle breeze and you hear somebody say "Ooh, did you feel that that felt good. We 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 don't we don't look at somebody like that and think you're crazy. But if you were to say that about what just happened on the inside of this building, oh did you just feel that? I just felt something. Listen to me. I believe something about the Holy Spirit. I don't believe, no, I don't believe that you can base your Christianity on feeling, but I do believe you can feel the Holy Spirit. And I do believe that you can experience the Holy Spirit. And I hope that when people come to Summerton Church of God because I know it's not going to be just the good singing. It's not going to be just the good student ministries program. It's not the children's ministry program. It's not even the amazing preaching that they hear every Sunday they come to church. No. What's going to cause people to come back time after time after time again is because they felt something here like they have never felt before. And I'm praying that when we come together in the house of the Lord and the we of God begins to blow that we feel the power that we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit oh aren't you thankful today that you can feel Him aren't you thankful today that you can experience Him somebody help me here with this this morning give God a good praise right here hallelujah I feel something right now I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. And let me tell you something, it feels good. Look at your neighbor and say, it feels good. Amen. Wind is unseen. That's why some folks have a hard time experiencing. A hard time surrendering to the Holy Spirit. But not only is wind unseen, wind is unpredictable. This messes a lot of folks up right here. Because we want everything to be predictable. Kind of like when I was a kid, growing up in church, my daddy was the pastor. There'd be times I'd invite my Baptist friends from school. To come to church with me sometimes even my heathen friends but i knew how unpredictable our services were anybody ever been like me where you start praying oh god it's okay if holy ghost shows up tonight but just make him behave itself but how many of you know Holy Spirit, like a wind, he is unpredictable. Sometimes he blows this way. And sometimes he blows that way. I mean, the wind can shift just like that. And if we're not careful, we can miss the shift. And we can still be headed in a direction that Holy Ghost ain't going. I just threw that in for free. Look at what the scripture says in John chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus talking to Nicodemus. He said, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You and I cannot box up wind, we cannot trap wind, we cannot control the wind. We can't predict which way the wind is going to blow. You ever been out in the backyard trying to burn some leaves and it seemed like ever which way you move, that's which way the wind would blow and that smoke You're trying to get away from the smoke because we cannot predict which way the wind is going to blow. He said it blows wherever it pleases. He said you can hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from, nor can you tell where it's going. He just wants us to know how unpredictable the wind is. And when it comes to the Holy Spirit, you and I need to understand he's unpredictable. And let me tell you why he's unpredictable. Because if he always did the same thing the same way every time, people would start worshiping the system more than they worship the God of the system. You see, people have these experiences And instead of the God of the experience being what's holy and what they worship, they make the experience itself holy. That's why you got all these denominations. Because somebody wanted to start a denomination based on an experience they had. That's why you have all these different beliefs that you have. Because somebody had an experience. And they want to build something around their experience. But like I said, you can't put God in a box. You can't put the Holy Spirit in a box. That's why you find him one time, one time in Scripture where he spoke to somebody through a burning bush. One time. And that was Moses. Now, can you imagine if somebody would have come to Moses and said, Moses, I've heard from God. God spoke to me. And then God, or Moses, respond to him and say, well, Which bush? Did God speak to you through because he, he spoke to me through this one and they'd be like, well, no, he didn't, he didn't speak to me through a bush. Then Moses, Moses could have said, well, then you didn't hear from God if he didn't speak through a bush because God speaks through a bush. You see, he's unpredictable. God doesn't always do the same thing the same way because he doesn't want us worshiping the system. I love Mark chapter eight. In Mark chapter eight, a guy brings his friend to Jesus, a blind friend. To Jesus and and when he brings him to Jesus he says to Jesus hey Jesus do the hand thing you know Jesus I've seen you you know when when people need healing you lay your hand on them and when you lay your hand on them they they get healed so Jesus do the hand thing and Jesus could see that he was worshiping the system more than he was worshiping the God of the system and so because he said do the hand thing Jesus didn't do the hand thing but here's what Jesus did he spit in the dirt and stirred it up and made himself some mud. And then he took that mud and he put it on the blind man's eyes. Now put your feet in the shoes of the friend who brought his friend, the blind friend, to Jesus. And now Jesus he ain't doing the hand thing, but now he's putting mud that he made with his own spit on the man's eyes. The guy's probably like, oh, my God. <laughs> kind of like, you know, when, when we bring our friend, our, our, our Baptist or our, our heathen friend to church, you know, and, 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 and all of a sudden God does something unpredictable. And we're like, oh, oh Lord, oh, Lord, this I shouldn't have brought him to this of all services. Why, but he brings, puts mud that he made with spit On the man's eyes you back up to mark chapter 7 and in mark chapter 7 they bring a man that is deaf and dumb can't speak and again they're saying jesus do the hand thing put your hand on him but what does jesus do jesus does something he's never done before that most people would have probably would have said, oh, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Don't know about this. Because Jesus takes his fingers and he sticks his fingers in the man's ears. And after having his fingers in the man's ears, then he spits on his fingers. And do you know what he does after he spits on his finger? He looks at that guy and says, stick out your tongue. And he takes the spit from his fingers and puts it on that person's tongue. Talk about unpredictable, (laughs) wind is unpredictable. The Holy Spirit is unpredictable. Listen, I believe God is going to bring revival to this nation. I believe that God is going to bring revival to this community. I believe that God is going to bring revival to this church. But I don't think it's going to happen the way that we think it's going to happen. And I don't know about you. Not only do I believe in the unpredictability of the Holy Spirit, I embrace it. I welcome it. I say, Holy Ghost, I don't care if I've never seen it that way before. Holy Spirit, I don't care how you bring revival. Holy Spirit, I don't care how you do your work. I just trust you, Holy Ghost to get your work done. Is anybody okay with that? Oh, Yes. We come to church, sometimes we think we got it all figured out. Sing a few songs, have a little prayer, take up an offering. It's all predictable. But I'm telling you, the wind of God is about to blow through this place. And he's about to change everything about us. How many of you are ready for the wind, for the breath of God to blow through this house? Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wind is unseen. Wind is unpredictable. Wind is powerful. You can generate energy with it, you can sail a ship with it. We know that a community can be destroyed because of the power of wind. Several years ago, when all of those tornadoes came through, even this weekend when another hurricane hit the Gulf Coast, wind has power. It has power. I don't know about you, but I'm facing some things in my life right now that human power can't fix. Is there anybody here this morning facing some things in your life that human power cannot fix? That's why the prophet... Zechariah said it's not by might and it's not by power because there's some things that you and our might and our power we cannot fix but it's only by the Spirit of God. Wind has power. Look at what Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you listen you you need this power this power is missional you need this power for your marriage you need this power for raising your kids you need this power for your job you need this power for your health you cannot do anything apart from the power of the holy spirit how many of you are thankful today that the wind of god is a powerful wind Let let me show you just, let let, let me show you how powerful it is when God breathes. Because there's some of you sitting here in this room today that God's given you promises. That God, that God has given you a destiny. That God has said, I'm going to take you from where you are. And then showed you where it is he's going to take you. But you'll never get there without the wind of God. You'll never get there without the power of God. How many of you remember Abraham? In the Old Testament we know that God had called Abraham to be the father of many nations problem is at that point in time he had no kids whatsoever and he's trying to figure out God if I'm gonna be the father of many nations I don't even have my own son at that time his name was called Abram when God made this covenant with him but look at this passage of Scripture God said, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. Now, we know that he gave him the promise of a son. He didn't get that promise fulfilled until he's 99 years old. His wife was 90. Sarah was 90 when she finally gave birth to the promise. How in the world does a 90-year-old woman and a 99-year-old man Give birth to their own child. The scripture tells us. Notice, he said, no longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abra... (sighs) Some of you didn't get it. He changes his name. And he adds a letter to his name that was not there previously. He adds the letter H... The letter H in the Hebrew alphabet is for spirit. It is for breath. It is the letter for the Ruach of God. And notice what God does. God breathes on Abraham. And he says, no longer will you be Abram. You will now be called Abraham. Abra- Ham, for I have made you the Father of many nations, but God didn't stop there, and He said also Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai, but you're to call her Sarah. Sarah, Notice it's even clearer here what God does. He takes out the I and he puts in the H. Well, that's what he needs to do in the church today. That's what he needs to do in every single one of our lives here this morning. He needs to take out the I. Because you and I, we're in this boat of life. And we're getting to where we're going one of two ways. Some of you are trying to get where you're going with an oar in your hand. And you're trying to paddle your way. You're trying to do it your own way that's what happened with Abraham and Sarah they tried to do it their own way and ended up with an Ishmael that has created conflict and trouble for the nation of Israel and for the world ever since then that's what happens when you try to do in and of yourself something that God has promised that he's going to do if you will just wait on his appointed time but notice this the Bible says as for Sarai you're no longer to call her Sarai but Sarah. In other words, you're not supposed to be going through this life with an oar in your hand like Abraham and Sarah, you know trying to make things happen on your own but he said what you need to do is you need to hoist up your sails and if you will hoist up your sail and if you will wait on the wind of the Holy Ghost, the wind of the Holy Ghost will take you where you need to go and the wind of the Holy Ghost will do what only the wind of the Holy Spirit will do. I telling you there's somebody in this room here today and the Holy Ghost is saying if you'll hoist your sail I'll breathe into your sail. I'll send a wind into your sail and it won't be by your might and it won't be by your power but he said it'll be by my spirit that I get you where you need to go. That you become who it is that I've called you to be. Somebody's missing a good opportunity to get up on your feet and give God a good praise in this room right now. Will somebody help me praise him? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, breath of God, breathe on us this morning. Breath of God, breathe on us this morning. Wind of God, blow through this place today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just stay up on your feet. Stay up on your feet. I'm about done. Wind is unseen. It's unpredictable. Wind has power. And then finally, wind is refreshing. Oh. Refreshing. How refreshing it is when you feel that breeze of the Holy Ghost. I think it's what Isaiah was referring to when he said, they that wait upon the Lord. If you'll wait upon the Lord, wait on the wind of God, wait on the breath of God. They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen to what Luke tells us in Acts chapter 3 verse 19. He said, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. So that times of refreshing may come from the presence, from the wind, from the breath of the Lord. He wants to breathe on you today. He wants to refresh. Is there anybody weary this morning? Anybody tired this morning? Anybody been going through some hard and some difficult times today? Hoist up your sail. Come on. Hoist up your sail. Hoist up your sail. Say, come on, Holy Spirit. Breathe. Breathe on me Breathe on me Holy Spirit Would you just do that right now? Would you invite him to breathe on you? Would you invite him to breathe into your life right now? Would you invite him? Listen, there's some of you maybe you don't you don't completely understand. I want you just to let go of all your fears I want you to let go of all your misperceptions and just say Holy Spirit if you have it for me I want it. I don't want to miss out on anything. The Bible says That if you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. Somebody needs to get all in today and say, Holy Spirit, if it's for me, I want it. Holy Spirit if it's for me I want I don't want to miss out on anything that you have for me Holy Spirit even though I may not understand even though I may not be able to see even though it may be unpredictable how it happens God I if it's for me if you've got it for me I want I want it Come on just say breathe on me Holy Spirit everybody just pray that prayer breathe on me Holy Spirit Holy wind of God Holy wind of God blow into my life refresh me empower me, energize me today, change me today wind of God, hallelujah hallelujah, come on I feel the wind of God blowing I hear the wind of God blowing today come on, surrender surrender to the wind surrender to the wind hallelujah, hallelujah don't resist don't resist the wind don't resist the wind, surrender come on, let him blow into your life today let him do what only he can do right now hallelujah well i hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message we here at summerton church of god believe that god is a god who still does miracles and we're seeing it on a weekly basis people's lives being transformed by the power of god being saved healed and delivered for the glory of god and we want you to experience for yourself so why don't you come and be our guest One Sunday here at Summerton Church of God, I look forward to personally meeting you.